0: I drowned in the pool in Dominican Republic. My soul came outside of my body, and I was going instantly to the throne room of God. I felt the best feeling that I ever felt in my life. Like I felt like if God himself hugged me, and I felt the warmth feeling of a father. And I knew that I knew that I knew I was about to go before the throne room of God. It was like someone put in my heart, prepare, you're about to meet God. And all of a sudden, I'm back into my body, right? And a man had jumped into the water and pulled me out. I didn't know at the time that that man was an angel. Uh, But I came out the water and I tried to find around, you know, to see who it was to say, thank you. No one to be found. This individual jumped in, pulled me out the water and disappeared. Didn't say a word to not one soul. And why am I talking about this? Because it's all about purpose. And I didn't know that I was a lot. I didn't know why I had another opportunity at life. I knew it was because of a reason, but I, I didn't know what I know now in terms of.
1: I searched all over the world, struggling to find it Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah I searched all over the world, struggling to find it Then I met my boy, David E. Simons, yeah Discover my gift, yeah, yeah Discover my gift, yeah, yeah Welcome to another episode of How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. I'm so delighted and honored and excited to interview a friend, a brother, someone who I admire and respect highly. So, let me tell you about Israel Duran from his bio, and then I'm going to break it down and give you my perspective of this brother. So, Israel Duran is a high in demand speaker, business growth consultant. Uh, a a trainer, which focuses focuses on empowering his students, clients, and partners in the areas of business, money, and speaking. As an inspirational speaker, Israel has empowered thousands of purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Yes, purpose-driven entrepreneurs all over the world. His vision is to help purpose-driven leaders leverage their expertise, knowledge, to create and scale profitable businesses that impact individuals and businesses all around the world. Through a simple three-step proven and transferable process, Israel is able to accelerate business growth by helping to instill clarity and direction into the purpose of every client, teaching them how to design and deliver effective solutions. He is known for his ability to unlock the potential of every partner, thereby possessing, positioning him to help them profit with a purpose many israel duran clients are now doing six and seven plus figures in revenue using utilizing the business optimization strategies that israel has taught them if you are a visionary entrepreneur you need to listen to this episode over and over again i already know this brother has so much wisdom and knowledge he is the he is the guy you need to listen to like so let me just tell you all from my perspective um I had the opportunity to meet israel in person recently and uh just his heart his love for god his his wisdom he is he's super wise and super intelligent and and i, I just know that you guys are going to learn so much today I, I i learn uh from every conversation from everything that any chance i get an opportunity to hear him speak i am blessed by it so listeners get ready for for explosion israel welcome to the show my brother
0: David, I'm blessed, brother. I'm blessed with that introduction, man. I'm, I'm excited, brother. I gotta, I, I gotta now perform. I gotta now release, <laughs> I release some stuff here, man, for those listening. But truly, man, it's a blessing knowing you, meaning you and your wife Abigail. You know, my my middle name's David, so that we have that connection, right? Yes, sir. So I'm, I'm honored to be on here with you, brother, and bless the people. So
1: yes sir I'm excited so Israel let's let's start let's start with your story right just just break us down to tell us your story from childhood you shared some things I got to hear some things I would love for listeners to yep. hear that story
0: you know what's amazing is I was teaching I was talking to one of my brothers yesterday he was he called me brother in Christ and I and he knows my story but I went over my story to talk to him and God kind of gave me something afresh in the last 48 hours literally. Um, yesterday and the day before that in terms of like really uncovering because sometimes when people go over their history and that's what I'll share, like sometimes people get into like the 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 process of saying the same thing over and over again. Like this is what I went through. This is what I went through. And we don't really just meditate on like what the Lord has actually, actually done. So if it's okay with you, brother, I want to go through, I want to share what I shared yesterday with my brother. Yeah. I think it would bless the people and I, and I definitely, I uh, think it would, it, it, it's something new I never shared it this way But I would love to do this here on your on your podcast, brother Oh, that'd be an honor Let's do it So so oh. for me, like Growing up, my father stepped into eternity at 29 years old So about three months I, You know, just me and my mom, my sister And I grew up without my dad in my life In terms of, in my, you know, upbringing And all I wanted as a child Is to sit down with my father And, you know, the typical I'm sure some people can relate in terms of not having the father figure. But what I didn't know is that all of this was happening to be able to position me to what I'm doing now. And, you know, speech impediment problem as a young child, stayed back in second grade. I was very introverted, prideful, all of this because I didn't have a father figure in my life. Fast forward, because, you know, I received Jesus at the age of eight years old after I drowned in the pool. I told you about this when I drowned in the Dominican Republic. Right. Oh, I'm sorry. It's we can't
1: cool. gloss over that. I, I, you got to give them that story. That's it's, just it's yeah, too so, powerful.
0: So what happened and, 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 and I want people to know that I'm just like them. That's why I share about this. Like most people thought, because I didn't have my father in my life, I have my stepfather who I love, but it's not the same having a, you know, stepfather than a biological father for those of you that can relate. I wanted to just sit down with my dad. So I would just take it out on the world. And and I was angry. I was mad to be honest. And Most people thought I was either going to end up dead or in prison. And they were right about both of those things. At the age of seven, I did die. I drowned in the pool in Dominican Republic. My soul came outside of my body and I was going instantly to the throne room of God. I felt the best feeling that I ever felt in my life. Like I felt like if God himself hugged me and I felt the warmth feeling of a father. And I knew that I knew that I knew I was about to go before the throne room of God. It was like someone put in my heart prepare, you're about to meet God. And all of a sudden, I'm back into my body, right? And a man had jumped into the water and pulled me out. I didn't know at the time that that man was an angel. Uh, But I came out the water and I tried to find around, you know, to see who it was to say, thank you. No one to be found. This individual jumped in, pulled me out the water and disappeared. Didn't say a word to not one soul. And why am I talking about this? Because it's all about purpose. And I didn't know that I was a lot. I didn't know why I had another opportunity at life. I knew it was because of a reason, but I, I didn't know what I know now in terms of purpose. And later on in life, I understood that that was an angel. There was this woman. I, I was going, I was going to school in New Jersey. And this woman that doesn't know me from Adam, David, she says to me at the age of, you know, that so when you were younger, you died in the pool and God sent an angel to save you from the pool. I'm like, this, this lady had to be like ninety some years old, like in a book, Christian bookstore in New Jersey. Where I, I was like, uh, like, <laughs> and then fast forward, a, a random man of God. His name is prophet Rod in, in Atlanta, Georgia. I, I, I was, you know, this is, this was after I got saved. I was preaching. I was preaching the sermon literally David. He prophesied the same thing to me. The guy doesn't know me from Adam. Never heard my story. Cause I didn't even back then. I didn't even share my story like this. And he tells me the same exact thing. Like he tells me the story. And so I'm like, you know, this is a side, side note, but I'm, I'm just sharing this because God, the prophecy is real. Right. And yes. fast forward, David, like people are like, well, did you go to prison? Cause you said you were in prison. No, I don't. I didn't go to prison incarcerated by God's grace, but I go into the prison systems now and I'm a mentor. I'm a father to people in their forties, 50s, 60s, 70s. Something that I would not been able to become if I didn't have my if I had my father the a young boy, mm. because this is what I shared with my friend yesterday. I had to become the father, the mentor that I wanted in my life, mm. and it wasn't until I got to college because I received Jesus at a young age, of eight, eight years old. That's what I wanted to say. I received him, I accepted him as my as my Savior. I've accepted him as my Lord, but I also accepted him as my father and a mentor, but apart from Jesus, right? I didn't have any other person that I can you know, like a father, like a mentor in my life that I could say, hey, I want to learn from you. Teach me. And I love my stepfather. He's he's a father to me. But I'm just being honest and real with everybody. You know, my father who I love, my stepfather who I love, me and him are, are very good today. Growing up, he was more abusive in terms of like alcohol and, you know, verbal abuse, which I forgive him, right? We have nothing. I just share this so people can know my background, but... Me and I have a great relationship today. And I had a problem with men. Mm. If I could be vulnerable, I had a problem with men.
1: Yeah.
0: And I didn't want to, I didn't accept anybody as my mentor. I didn't accept anybody as my father, not even my stepfather. It took Mm. me, it took me until I was 23 years old, 23, 24 years old to even call, like accept my stepfather as my father. Mm. Like that's how bound I was Wow. because I didn't have the knowledge that I know now. And mm. the first mentor I ever accepted, his name is Michael. And I accepted him as a mentor in college. Mm. And that's where everything started. And um, so I'm just, I'm thinking, because it's so real to me, right? It's not, it's just, this is my history. It's not even a story. This is my life. That's right. And what I was talking about yesterday to my friend and also on the radio show I was on, I was talking about the mentality of mentorship because I, I, I went through a process that the Lord was teaching me who to become here. Mm. So once I became that, I was an answered prayer to others. And the enemy doesn't want people to receive mentors. He doesn't want you to receive sonship. He doesn't want you to receive identity Mm. because he wants you to be as an orphan. He wants you to have that orphan mindset. He wants you to be separated. So I know I'm I'm teaching and preaching and teaching my story here, but it's just, it's how I flow. And this is the reality. This is the truth. Like every single one of us, doesn't matter who we are there's always going to be a mentor or someone that we need to accept as a mentor to be able to receive what heaven has for us.
1: Mm. That's so good. Whew. Whew. I told y'all, I told y'all it's going to be fire. Wow. Well, I don't want to stop the flow. Is there anything you want to add from the story? I mean, I'm just like, dude, that's, that's so deep. Um, You had to become what you needed. Yep. And, and why do you feel God had you do that? Like, it's like your prayer is, God, you know, I want to meet my father. Uh, I, I I want this. And, you know, there's a struggle with, you know, receiving manism. and and he's asking you to become what you need. It's like, how did you feel in that season of of learning that?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's something that I didn't even know I was becoming what I needed. Mm. You know, I, it, it, it wasn't like it was a conscious effort. It was just like okay, Lord, I'm in this situation. I had to grow up fast. I had to, I didn't have like, most people hear my age and they can't believe it because I'm still young, right? And even when I'm 40, 50, I'm still gonna be young or 70, I'm still gonna be young, right? But most people hear me and they think I'm older, not because I may look older, but because of what I had, the process that I had to go through. And God has sent a lot of amazing mentors in my life. Like you and I have a mutual mentor, Sean Isaacs. I mean, we have, God has sent a lot of men of God to my life, you know, after I received Michael as my first mentor, but I wish I can go back because if I could have gone back, I would have been able to develop even more effectively because even though I had to become the man and I had to go through fire and I'm still becoming, I'm still growing. Growth is nothing. It's not like you arrived. This is a life process. Right. The like the mindset with me is like, if I can go back and I would have been able to have someone in my life, it would have been better because then I would have been able to pick on even more. So mentorship for me is something that, in my opinion, is what the world is missing. Hmm. And when I say mentorship, I'm talking about having a relationship with a father like figure, a mother like figure, because there are women that are mentors, amazing women that are mentors. I work with a lot of women primarily that are mentors and coaches and trainers, speakers. If we take a different approach and we start to accept people as a mentor in our life early on, we're going to be able to grow faster and more efficient and more effective inside of our purpose.
1: Mm. And that's
0: what I focus on now. I teach people how to master their purpose so they can profit with purpose. Mm. And there's a process to it. Yeah. That, as you know, David, we, there's two roads. Either we can learn on our own and have to commit and, and struggle, right? Or we can just say, okay, Lord, who do you want me to learn from? Mm-hmm. And many times, the person that the Lord will connect you to learn, he may or she may not be a non-believer, or mm-hmm. she may not may, may not be a believer. It may be something that heaven designed for that person to release into your life, and you have to have the discernment to say, there's something that this person has that I need, and I'm going to go and get it, mm-hmm. because the kingdom of God, violent the kingdom of God, suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. There's some mm-hmm. things that you got to take. Some mm. things that you just got to stand in your identity. You got to say, devil, this is mine. and I'm going to walk in it. Mm. So. Totally. Love that, brother.
1: So. So tell me. Tell me. Israel, right. So we know today you took us to the beginning, to the to the genesis where it all started. You took us to the, the point of your to your you are in today helping people with um, developing purpose driven businesses. Now, I want to go through some of the middle. Right. So like, how did you know what your gift is? And and I I, I see you as multi multi gifted. But what do you think is your dominant gift? And how did you come to finding that
0: dominant gift? Yes, I think there's two different types of gifts. I think there's intrinsic gifts, things that we're born with. And I also think that there's things that we're not born with that we develop. So I want to just say this. I give all my success to my maker, God. Because God told Joshua that he will have great success and have a prosperous way if he meditated on his word day and night, and the book of the law did not depart from his life, his or mouth. The book of the law there means principles, because the Bible is filled with principles. Principle is just a law. And if it wasn't for my maker, my mistakes, and my mentors, I wouldn't be where I am today. Mm. And I call it the three M's, right? my three M's are why I'm growing, why I'm continuing to grow and why I will continue to grow because that's how really you discover and master your purpose and master your gift. So I want to say that because sometimes people have the excuse in their mind. Well, that's that person or that person's gifted and I'm not or, and everything that David and I, yes, we're gifted and you have gifts too, but everything that we do is not based on talent or it's not based on like something special. It's really just, a heart and a mindset that we have Mm -hmm. that allows us to go after what God's called us to do with conviction. Mm -hmm. And through that conviction, we're able to create conversion in the marketplace Mm -hmm. that monetizes. So when people talk about, well, what's your gift is, or how do you monetize your gift? It's about having the conviction with clarity to communicate what it is that you have to offer to the marketplace. Mm -hmm. And then that's, what's going to bring the conversions and growth. So for me, I have a four-step process, really a three-step process. And in that three-step process, I have four simple questions that I go through to be able to help people uncover their purpose. Mm -hmm. And for me, roughly about five years ago, I got into a car accident, David, and I have the license plate here in my office. Mm -hmm. And for those that maybe have already gone through our trainings, you've probably seen the license plate because it's involved in pretty much everything we do. That license plate was what I call the catalyst that got me uncomfortable to get out of my own way to serve the gift that I already had inside of me. Hmm. And it was actually, let me pull this out. Yeah. This was the first book that I released, Money Management Mindset mm-hmm. in two languages. Wow. After three weeks, within three weeks from the car accident that I got into. So this book was supposed to be released a year and a half later. I get into this car accident, David. I'm outside of the car. The Holy Spirit speaks to me because I should have been dead or, you know, injured. I get outside
1: of the car. Intricacies of that car accident. Like, it sounds like it was a brutal car accident.
0: It was a freak accident. It was one of those. It was like one of those days where I woke up and I was just like, it just feels different. And I remember going to my car and I remember praying over the car, which is Mm. crazy. I prayed and I don't really go over that. I don't go this deep when I because, you know. People typically want to hear about how you can help them they don't, they're not interested in people's stories right or history but I think it's important for people to know where we come from so they can see that they can do it too. Getting into the car I pray with the car I say Lord I plead the blood of Jesus of this car that you have the angels guard me and you know and I just said a prayer you know normally you know I get into the car David and as I'm driving on the highway here in Connecticut I there's some water that spills in the middle. And there were some things in in the compartment that I wanted to move because I didn't want them to get wet. So I looked down, and I started to move some stuff from the compartment. And when I moved it, all of a sudden, I'm inside of the meadow. What do I mean when I say meadow? In the middle of the highway here in Connecticut, we have the highways are going back and forth, but in the mi- in the middle, there's typically like green grass. We call that the meadow, yeah. where it's like in between the two changing lanes of the highway. And I found myself in the meadow, David, going 70 miles per hour, 70, 75 miles per hour, in the middle of the two lanes. And the other upcoming lane was a little bit lower. So it was kind of like this. Uh So I was on this lane. I was in the middle, meadow. And the other lane, the opposite side of the traffic, was lower than the side that I was already on the highway. So the highway was a little bit higher on the side that I was just on. Yeah. And I have to make a split decision, David. To either go straight and crash into this V, there was like a V inter, uh, intersection. It was just metal there, and risk my car hitting that, flipping over, and going on the other side of the, the highway, or taking a hard right without being blind, not no, not seeing where I'm taking the hard right, and just take the hard right. And when I when I when I was moving it, and I op- I went like this, it was like the Holy Spirit said, take a right, hmm. and it wasn't. I didn't even gli I I took that wheel, David. And I did a 90-degree turn. 90 degrees. 70, 70, 75 miles per hour. Whoa. When I did the turn, I didn't I didn't even know if I was going to hit a car. I, had, I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just thinking, I got to get off this metal. I got to get back in because I'm about to crash. Yeah. I take the hard right. My car is about to flip over. Natural gap gravity. When you have a car that's going 70 miles per hour, and you take a yeah. hard right, and I was driving a Honda Pilot at the time, yeah. the, the, the top heavier of the car, it's naturally going to... Roll over. Yeah. Natural. Right. My car went up. And it was like something put it back down like that. What? My, shit, my, my, my desk is shook. It was literally... It was like... Like my car went up to, to start... It was going to start spinning on the highway. It was going to be bad. It was like something like took a flap and said, boop, put it right back down. Oh, my when God. When they put it back down, because I would say they put it. I know it was an angel. Yeah. My car... I. I, I was, and I'm making this very dramatic, but this is exactly what happened. Yeah. Those 15 seconds felt, felt like 15 minutes. Like, yeah. my car did a 360, like, um, where I, I crossed all three lanes of the highway. There was 18 wheelers and a bunch of stuff all around me. There was two 18, that, matter of fact, the car that stopped to help me was an 18 wheeler. That's how oh. close, and there was three other ones. I didn't oh. hit any car, David. I crossed the whole lane oh. of the highway, because I was trying to gain control of the car. And I hit perfectly On the the railing Of the other side of the highway Now here's the thing It's crazy When I get outside the car Because everything went white The airbag came out And everything came back in And it was like I didn't have a scratch I had a a scratch here And a scratch here Something very small I was good But I I was like I gotta gotta get out this car Because I thought the car was gonna explode It was smoking and everything And I get out the car And I'm outside of the car And that's what the Holy Spirit tells me well, there's a, there's a smaller car that stops and an 18-wheeler that stops behind me. The whole, whole highway is still still. Holy Spirit tells me, Israel, it's time to release what I put inside of you. Woo! And I took two pictures. And through that it was when this book was released, who had, which has opened doors for me that money cannot buy. Wow. This book has opened doors for me that no amount of money can buy. I tell people, your gift will make room for you that mm-hmm. money cannot buy. People think they need more money. They don't need more money. They need wisdom to get out of their own way. They need a mentor to get out of their own way to start doing the things that they know they should be doing. to Become the person they need to become. Right? Because you first become, then you do, to then have. And David, I got to tell you, man, the guy literally came out the car, the guy in the smaller car. And he ran up to me. And this is what he said. And this is—it's like I'm almost going, getting emotional, thinking about this, because mm. I know it was God that put the guy there. I know it was all—it was all planned. It was all a, a orchestrated plan. Wow. When I was, like, I know the devil was trying to kill me at a younger age, which he's already tried, but mm. the, at, when I was got into the car accident, it was like I saw a picture when I was on the side of the highway. I saw demons run away. Say we couldn't get him, we couldn't get him. The angels came in, and that's when I heard the voice of the Holy Ghost. Wow. And. What's craziest, David, is this guy comes out and this is what he says to me. He doesn't ask me if I'm okay. He doesn't ask me anything. He says, dude, this is quote unquote, dude, you hit that railing perfectly. If you would have hit that railing any other way, your car would have flipped over and gone into the lake. Because what I didn't tell you, David, is behind the railing, there was a lake in trees. Oh. My car would have gone in there.
1: It's a wrap.
0: And what I also didn't tell you, it's just, just crazy It's very surreal to me Because this is yeah. my life Yeah Four days prior My second daughter Annabelle was born
1: Oh my god
0: So you gotta understand My father Who did not see me walk Because my dad died at 29 My father didn't see me walk For the first time mm-hmm. If I If the Lord would have took me then I, My daughters wouldn't my, my, she, They wouldn't have seen me they, I wouldn't have seen them walk For the first time
1: There'd been a generational curse
0: and the Lord, when I came out the car accident, I heard the whole divorce of the Lord. The generational curse is broken. Ooh. <laughs> it, was like, it was like it's broken. So, Wow. I share all this to say to you. We are in our own way. And sometimes the catalyst has to come in our life to get us uncomfortable to become the person we need to become. To do the things that God is calling us to do. To have the things that we've been praying all along. That's why COVID, I'm speaking to somebody COVID has been a catalyst for you The C has equaled C Because God allowed COVID to happen It wasn't his plan, he just allowed it To be able to get you uncomfortable To be able to get you fired from that job To be able to get you to go back home With your children So you can actually start the home business And make money from home And create that speaking career that God's called you to Or to grow your business It's all happening by plan, not by coincidence Mm. But what are you going to do about the calling that God's having in your life. Mm.
1: I hope y'all received that. Who, who that's for? I hope you received that. Don't 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 take that lightly. Wow, powerful brother. So, man, I'm just I'm so glad I asked about that that accident. See, that's so much. There's so much. You just you just helped a person see. And that how God really cares about even the little details of our lives. So, so talk to me about the book, right? So you you, you write this book, and that you were going to do in an hour, uh, a year and a half. You do it in less than three months, three and weeks.
0: two Sorry, weeks. Three weeks. Within three weeks, that book was released. Yep, within three weeks. Within three wow. weeks, and I started my third business within two days from that car accident, which is my 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 coaching company, which I was already doing coaching, but I right. wasn't. I didn't establish it the way I should have. Right. But that car accident was a catalyst. And I have, we now have seven different businesses and we invest with different partners and the Lord, you know, the Lord has, has done good stuff. But uh, yeah, that, that was the catalyst that really made, made the complete ship.
1: Look at that. Look at that. And so, so back to the gift, right. And then and you broke down beautifully that, you know, the mash the mentorship, the mistakes and the other the maker, the maker, of course, God. So, So what because you obviously are talented, right? So what what is your I mean, I I love how you broke down the things that somebody can do without any talent, without any gifts. Everybody can seek God, everybody can learn from their mistakes, everybody can get mentors. But what is that thing that you believe that God has given you? Um I, I see, you know, spiritual gifts, obviously, but then there's learned gifts and things of that nature. But what do you feel those are for you?
0: I'm like, so that's a very good question. So I like to typically like communicate in terms of like Bible characters. So like w- when I see myself, I see myself as a Joseph.
1: Mm.
0: So, so I was speaking to one of my, I was speaking to a director of coaching literally an hour ago. And uh, me and him were talking about Joseph and Pharaoh and stuff like that. Cause we talk about Joseph and Pharaoh in, a, in our proper purpose framework. And you um, just sharing the ideas of each other. You know how it is when people are anointed and you just share ideas of each other. Yeah. And we were talking about the, the, the pit to the prison, to the palace. Mm-hmm. The pit, to the prison, to the palace. Like Joseph, he first got thrown into the pit, thank you Jesus, oh God is speaking to somebody, I'm fi- I feel the anointing very strong. He was thrown into the pit, then he was taken to the prison, he was taken to Potiphar, right? Then the prison, there's another P, then the palace with Pharaoh. It was, it was all purpose, it was all about purpose. Like with me, I am someone that can be beside someone, Like Pharaoh And help Pharaoh Unlock revenue That they didn't even know That they had Mm. Like and that's what I teach people to do I teach people to Become the Joseph To the people that They are called to serve Mm. So The first thing Thank you Jesus That Pharaoh Said to Joseph Was I heard that You know how to interpret dreams I'm paraphrasing This is in Genesis 41 Mm -hmm. And Pharaoh's And Joseph is so wise Because he was trained He was empowered He he had education, and this is what I teach people to do in mentorship.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: First thing he said was, it is not in me, but in God, who shall give you an answer of peace. Mm. The first thing that Joseph did, he created that—he created an that, he, he that answer of peace. Mm. You got to understand, this man has come from the pit, there's another P, to the prison. And now he's in the palace giving a presentation that's driven by purpose. And he positions it. There's another p with mm-hmm. peace. Mm. Why to solve Pharaoh's pain? Mm. There's another p. And what happened? It got him a key in order to the palace. So when 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 like when when you ask me the question, you get me excited, brother, because I, go, I can go deep. And, mm-hmm. and really, everybody is unique. And I heard you say this in one of your mixtapes, which is amazing. Like, everybody's fingerprint is different. Everybody's. Like, mind is different. Everybody's gift is different. Even though there may be similarities, the gift is unique. And you mm. have to get to know who you are. Mm. So there's four specific questions that I share, that I reveal, that unlocks prophetically who you are and what you're called to do in this time dispensation.
1: Mm.
0: So, and I can go deeper, but I'm, I'm you know... I, oh, man. Oh, I already see for people, for people to, you know, get get excited and be, you know, okay, what is this guy going to say? But deep? I can, we can literally go deep here. All right. Can we give them the four questions? A hundred percent. hundred percent. All right. So the four questions is one of the first things that we actually show in our profit with purpose framework. And we go into the implementation of all this, but the four questions are really quickly. So anytime that someone says, well, Israel, I don't know my gift. Like, I don't know my gift, uh, you know, give me clarity on my gift. I tell them number one, what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. What do you love to do? Well, Israel, I don't know my gift. I, you know, I just I don't know what I'm good at. Well, what do you love to do? Mm-hmm. Start there. Well, I love to dream interpret, Joseph. Okay, well that's good. You, dream interpretation got you into the pit, got you to the the, the prison, but it's also going to get you to the palace, mm-hmm. right? The the, the the gift that you have, is typically connected to the thing that you love. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the first question. The second question is, what do you hate? Mm-hmm. Well, Israel, I don't hate anything. I'm a man of God. I'm a woman of God. Let me tell you something. God is perfect. No one's better than God. The Bible says that all have fallen short of the glory of God. And the Bible says that there's six things. Yes, seven things that the Lord hates an abomination unto him. Mm-hmm. Hands that shed innocent blood and I can go on and on. There's a Proverbs. Right. So if God hates who is love, God is love. There's still things that we hate. For mm-hmm. example, I hate the system that keeps people bound from knowing their identity And receiving their father, receiving the mentor that can help them get their breakthrough that they've been looking for. I hate Mm -hmm. that system because Mm -hmm. that system is keeping people from their inheritance because of a lack of intimacy. I have another teaching that I teach on identity, intimacy, inheritance to impartation. Right. Mm -hmm. So so that's that. So what is your what, what what does it mean to identify the things that you hate, the things that you hate reveal? A solution that you were born to solve. Typically with the gifts that you have. So, Moses. Here we have Moses in Egypt. He goes in. He defends his Israelite. Hebrew, young Hebrew. He kills an Egyptian. He flees from the staying. Who has made you a deliverer over us? Little did that Israel Hebrew knows that God didn't make him a deliverer. He did. So, wow. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. This is so... This is. I, I hope people are understanding. Yes. Like the thing that got the thing that fled Pharaoh from Egypt was the same thing that brought him back to deliver the people. The thing that got Joseph into the pit was the same thing that opened the door to this palace. Mm. Like Moses, Moses, Moses killed a man because of his zeal for his people, mm. and that's what qualified him for God to call him to go and be a deliverer of his people in Egypt. The thing that he hated. He was the solution that he needed to bring with Aaron. Mm. So let me yeah. go a little bit more deeper. If yeah. I if, if I can go more deeper, please, it's possible. Please. absolutely. Uh, question number three: What makes you cry? Mm. Well, Israel I'm a man's man. I don't cry. Really, I cry. There's things that make me cry. All right, I, I hate I hate seeing and, and, and it's just I hate I hate seeing me
1: mm. back then. Mm. Mm.
0: And I hate the mindsets Oh my goodness, I hate it with a the passion Dave, mm. like I, I feel Bad for people, I mm. feel bad For the people of God They allow circumstances yeah. And they allow a lack Of knowledge to destroy their opportunities. the opportunities Bible says mm. my people perish because of a lack of knowledge And they're so Trapped in their limitations and their Poverty mindset, the yeah. victim Mindset, that keeps them from seeing the visionary That's inside of them Keeps them from seeing the leader that's inside of them. Keeps them from seeing the father, the mother that's inside of them. So I just, oh my goodness, I'm I'm about to start praying. I'm about to start (laughs) (laughs) casting some stuff out. Love it. So what makes you cry reveals a situation that you were born to bring joy to. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And then the fourth question is the question that most people laugh at. What or who annoys you? Mm Mm-hmm. Am my, my brother's keeper said, Cain, yes, you are Cain. Mm. So the thing that annoys you, the attributes that annoy you are part of the target market, quote unquote, mm. the people, the attributes that you are called to serve, to transform those attributes, to make those people better person and create mm. the transformation or whatever business that you're in or ministry. That's powerful. So... What do you think about that? And then I want to say something else. I
1: love it. And I'm like, the, the next thing I want to do, I want to like go through back. I knew you kind of gave it to us, but I wanted you to go back and insert yourself. Like, you know, what 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 is that for you? What What is that you love? What is it that you, you know, all of those, all of the questions. I, I think it's great. Powerful.
0: So you and I have similar gifts. Like you have a gift. You're an, when I see you, you're an encourager, like you're someone who edifies. So that tells me that you have the gift of prophecy, even though you may not know it, David, this is me speaking to you now. Because the Bible says that Jesus, the testimony of Jesus Christ is the spirit of prophecy. And you have him. I have him. So when we encourage people, how do we encourage people? We reveal to them the mind of God for them. What what is prophecy? Prophecy is the mind of God for an individual, a town, a nation, the world. So the idea of God, the mind of God for the world was Jesus Christ. Right. Right. So for me, I have a gift of encouragement as well. I have a gift of empowerment. I love to help people create things based on their gifts to be able to monetize with those things. Mm -hmm. I love to help business owners and visionaries like Pharaoh, you know, save time, create, you know, a greater impact, create greater influence in the marketplace, create a legacy, right? Mm -hmm. That will last for generations regardless of a famine or without a famine. Like that's my gifts, right? And I love to train speakers of speakers. I love to train mentors of mentors. I love to train leaders of leaders. Mm. And that's my calling, right? So, but I want to give an example with Jesus. Mm. Like, first off, this is what I typically say in in one of my teachings. Like, imagine having a business, doing what you love to do, right? Serving your gifts to the world. At the same time, serving and solving the problems that you hate with your gifts and then generating profits through the service and your products and solutions and your books and all the speaking engagements, and then being able to take some of those profits and donating to causes that make you cry so you can bring joy to those causes, so you can change those tears of pain to tears of joy, and then at the same time, you serving the people in your business through your impact clients, students, partners, changing the attributes, changing the way people think so you can in turn change them to make the world a better place.
1: Mm. That is what
0: I call profit with purpose. And that's the name of my framework where nice. we empower coaches, speakers, authors, consultants to grow six, seven figure plus coaching and speaking businesses. That, that's the essence of everything. Beautiful. But if I can go deeper, David, yes, if it would be possible. Right? Let's, let's dive. Let's dive. Like, like, <laughs> let's just go ahead and dive. And I hope people are anointed that are listening to this. I know they are. Because yes. yes. they're going to understand that this is not something I got from a book, this is not something that somebody taught me. This is not something, this is something I got directly downloaded from heaven. Mm. Okay. So, and you have to understand that the things that you have, I'm speaking to you, are uniquely from heaven. There's going to be similarities in your program, but you are enough. Your creativity, your experiences, your education, your expertise, the things that you've gone through give you clarity for your programs, for what you're going to teach or what you're going to mentor, the books you're going to write, the solutions you're going to create, the YouTube videos you're going to launch, the events you're going to establish. All of this is all connected. Okay, So the four questions are all four prophetic questions. They come from the word of God, right? And these are four questions that I was inspired by listening to something and the Holy Spirit helped me build off of these four. And he gave me the coaching framework off of these four. Mm-hmm. And the first question, if we just take Jesus's life, John 3, 6, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth on him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And God is speaking to me right now about somebody. You may have had this question. I don't know who this is for, but you had a question. Well, Israel, I know that God has sent his son here, but have you ever heard about aliens, Israel? You ever heard about, you know, like, what do you think about that? I'm like, I'm going to tell you this about for those people that used to like someone here is having that question. That's going to watch this podcast. And this is your answer. The Bible says that God sent his only begotten son to this world. That means that this is the world that God's focused on. Mm-hmm. God sent his one. He didn't say, he sent 10, 20. His one and only begotten son. Mm-hmm. Life is here on earth. Mm-hmm. And I hope that answers your question in terms of like the confusion that the is that, that the bringing with aliens and all this. People mm-hmm. don't understand the fallen angels. They don't understand the Nephilim. They don't. And I'm not going to get into that teaching today, right? Mm-hmm. But just know that God sent His one and only begotten Son to this earth. Wow! He didn't send it to Saturn, to Mars, to whoever went, sent. It, he sent Him here. Mm-hmm. So Jesus, that verse, John three sixteen, reveals the love of the Father. His gift was the Son. So when you love something, that's typically the gift that's packaged inside of you for you to release. And the things that you go through in life typically uncover those gifts that you have. Right. The second question. First John three. 1 John 3.16, I want to say, or 3.17. I got to go back and look at it, but you guys know, I'm going to paraphrase it. For this purpose, it says, and it says this, the, the devil sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the son of God was made manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. It's in the book of 1 John somewhere. For this purpose, right? It says literally says for this purpose. So when we talk about purpose, Jesus was manifested, not because so much something that was loved, yet because God did send the world, send your son because he loved, but because of the thing he hated. Mm. God wanted to destroy sin. God mm. hates sin. And mm. he destroyed it on the cross. So the reason why you were sent on this earth is to destroy something. Mm. 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 It's to mm. eradicate something. Tell it. it's to, it's to be, be, be a trailblazer for something. Mm-hmm. And we are all called like right now on this podcast, David, I love what you're doing on this podcast. Explain. And it's amazing, brother. I love what you're doing. Keep going. And I'm here to encourage you. I'm here to be a support system for you. Appreciate. It. I'll tell you the truth. You are destroying ignorance on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We destroy ignorance on this podcast alone. We're destroying and eradicating ignorance mm-hmm. because ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance will kill you. Mm -hmm. And when someone loves you, they're going to reveal to you things that could potentially cost you not only time, but your life that is worth infinitely more than any amount of money that you're saving or anything else. That's why mentors, I tell people, find the best mentor that you can, that you can connect with, that you relate to and invest what it takes to work with him. Mm -hmm. Because that individual is going to save you, if they're they're the right person, save you time and is going to save your life and going to get you to be able to get. A result that's designed for Mm -hmm. So Question number three What makes you cry? Jesus wept is the shortest verse in the Bible It's in John chapter 8 Jesus wept Jesus the son of God wept Because his friend Lazarus died But guess what? He is the resurrection So he restored joy because he Rose Lazarus from the dead So what is the thing that God has called you In your businesses, in your ministries, In your legacy To be able to Restore joy to the people that he's called you to impact. Mm. And then the last question, what or who annoys you? The Bible says that Jesus came, he was washing his disciples feet. He was going to wash Peter's feet. And Peter said, you are not going to wash my feet, Jesus. I call it the PP, Peter's (laughs) pride. Pride (laughs) will always get in the way of you accomplishing your purpose. Pride is the enemy of your success. Pride is the enemy of your purpose. Pride is the enemy of your legacy you've been struggling and you don't want to ask for help you've been struggling you don't want to pay because you're too busy keeping on To w- guys you realize that pride will not get you what you need mm-hmm. you got it humility is not thinking less of yourself humility is not even thinking about yourself mm-hmm. and Peter and then Jesus said Peter if you don't let me wash your feet you have no place in me you have no part in me that word part is connected to the word impartation in other words, what Jesus was trying to say to Peter, and I'm gonna go, I'm gonna reveal this to this group, yeah. because it's you, David. Yeah. But it's stuff I don't release. In wow. I'm gonna release it to you. You're
1: getting the gems and the jewels.
0: Like, like what Jesus was trying to say to Peter is have intimacy with me. Mm. Like, like <laughs> let me go deeper. Like mm. Jesus was trying to show him. Like I just served you guys three years. I'm about to lay down my life. There's no greater love. If I'm going to lay down my life, what is it for me to also serve you? I want to become one with you, Peter. I want you to know me. Mm -hmm. And if you don't let me wash your feet, you have no part in me. You don't have impartation in me. Mm -hmm. Impartation means to become one. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Literally. Mm -hmm. Impartation, become one. And true impartation, watch this, comes through relationship. Doesn't come through funnel hacking. Mm. Like, like you can copy the letter <laughs> yeah. but you can't <laughs> copy the spirit the spirit only comes through impartation in relationship That's
1: good.
0: and God on earth Jesus was trying to impart everything that heaven had to Peter so when Jesus said that to Peter Peter said wash my hands my feet and my heads because he got the revelation and Jesus was washing the attribute of pride from Peter so because that was the thing that was going to keep him from going out and saving 3,000 and all the other people. The Mm. pride was in the way of Jesus being able to impart the complete purpose in Peter's life. And pride gets in the way of our lives. I have Mm. mentors. You and I have multiple mutual mentors, actually, uh, David. And, you know, I want to say this to you guys. You are the best mentor for the person that accepts you as a mentor, too. Tony Robbins is not the best mentor for you. And Tony is good. Tony Robbins is the best mentor for the individual that accepts him as a mentor. Mm. But you are also enough. So don't put yourself down and don't have what I call the imposter syndrome. Yeah. People think, well, Israel, I'm just you're like, I want to get started, but I just, I, I don't have the confidence. Confidence comes through clarity. And I hope that the four questions just reveal clarity to you. Mm-hmm. And that confidence will then give you the clarity to communicate. But understand that Joseph was in prison for 12 years before he went to the palace. Joseph didn't deliver a nation of, of famine, but he still got the job. Your gift. Is enough. And when you learn how to discover your gift Mm -hmm. and you design gifted solutions, products, and services, and you deliver them to the world, your gifts will open doors for you that money cannot buy. Mm.
1: Dude, oh my gosh. This, I told you I knew this was coming. I knew, I, I knew this was coming, and we are going to have to do a part two because there's so much. I got so much to ask you, and uh, But I have, a, I, and I want to respect your time because I know you. I know I know you've got to, um, handle something today. So, um, Israel. Wow, just so much, so much on the four questions. How you broke down each of those things. Um, what a who who annoys you. And I just wanted to just piggyback to, to what you said about the, who an, annoys you like. Like Jesus was frustrated with Peter multiple times, right? Like, and he and and I'm just getting this as you're sharing it. Like, the people that were called to serve will annoy us because they won't get it at first. They may have questions. We're, we're called to people that may not have the becoming yet of what they need to be, but we're called to be that into their in their lives. And and we can't we can't get frustrated. Uh, and overwhelmed. I mean, we might get annoyed, but we can't cast them out because those are the same exact people that need our help to to transform their lives. So I'm just, I'm just blown away right now, man. Like seriously. Um, so what I want to ask you, uh, is the development part. If we could get into that and I feel like we're going to need to go, we're to need to do doing a whole nother interview for the monetization side. If you, if you, if you'd bless us with your presence again, um,
0: hey man, brother.
1: cool. So if you could just yeah. talk to the development, so you talked about like, like a lot of people see a person like you today, you're well-accomplished speaker, trainer, coach, um, multiple business owner of multiple businesses, highly successful. Um, but there's no, they don't see the behind the scenes of what you do in study, right, of the word, what yeah. you do in reading, what you, you know, what you apply from your learned mentorship, mentorship, what you do to develop. And could you speak to the development part and how important that is?
0: Development is everything. Development is part of the learning process. Because as I said, mistakes. How do mistakes happen? Through development. Right, in order for you to make a mistake, you gotta take action. And sometimes people are so preparing to prepare to get ready to get ready that they never take action. And so a tip that I can give you is you like creating an MVO, creating an MVP, creating an MVE. What is an MVO, MVP, MVE? An MVO is a minimal viable offer. An MVP is a minimal viable product, and an MVE is a minimal viable event. These are the three things that we help implement our students and clients, like most people, they spend so much time trying to get ready, but they fail to get ready because they never launch. The way Mm -hmm. you get ready is by launching. The way you get ready is by creating. It's by releasing. And for me, I was like, like when God puts a fire in you and nobody has to go through a Carson that I did. If you have, and we can, we relate, praise God, but you don't have to go through what I did to like, you don't have to get into the Carson I did to release this book. Mm -hmm. And this book is a, 36 page book David And I'm like this is the second revised copy And I'm still working on different things I'm working on a couple books right now I'm working on different programs So the development happens as you do And you test and you create different ideas And as you're serving more people You see the challenges that they're going through And you get ideas with God And you create and you try to fill those gaps Mm. So it's not like you arrived and that's it The moment that you sit down and you arrive You're going to be like Blockbuster Mm. Blockbuster got taken out by Netflix because they thought nobody would ever buy a DVD online. Right. So that's why you always need to have your maker in your life. It's just what I what I would recommend, right? What I would do. So we have my maker. I would always learn from my mistakes. and I will, I will always have mentors. doesn't matter what income level. Like I have mentors not because of income level. I have mentors because I want to become the best that I'm supposed to be. And I know that there's people that are farther ahead than, than I am or maybe they're younger than me. But I'm going to invest in them because they have a gift that heaven has deposited in them that I need my dream interpreted, if you will. Pharaoh didn't say, oh, you're too young. You've just been in prison. He said, here's my ring. He gave him the ring and he married him and he made him his mentor because he positioned and communicated his gift. So stop trying to see yourself the way you see yourself. See yourself the way God sees you. See yourself the way that you're called to be. Because that's what's going to really open the door to you in development. Wow,
1: brother, this this powerful. Um, so um, speaking of development, I would love for you to share some resources where people can learn development from you through your coaching programs, through the book that you, you shared with us, through all the resources. Uh, we're going to plug all those uh, links. But if you could just share about um, those things, those resources that you have, those things that people can take and, and, and benefit
0: from. 100%. So, for everybody on this call that's watching this replay or on here now, I'm making free trainings available to everybody on my website at israelduran.com. You can go there, israelduran.com, and you can find out more about our book and our program, and our coaching program. Uh, we have some free trainings on there for you all. I
1: love it. I love it. We're going to plug that. No, and I know you got to run. I just had, I just, because I, we're going to do a part two, if, that, if that's cool with you, brother.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. Amen.
1: I just have this on my spirit and, I, and and this is specifically for you because you could speak to this. A lot of Christians have a problem with money, with selling, uh, with the old, old idea, but I feel like somebody needs to hear this and be set free. What would you share it with them somebody who's struggling with, well, I, I'm supposed to be a man or a woman of God. I can't be charging people and 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 and, and ask people to to make an investment and do all these things? Um, somebody who's struggling with that, what would you share with them?
0: I love the question. I was just actually empowering our students today on the same subject because we, we attract a lot of 90% of our students and clients are Christians. We also help all likes, you know, all manners of faith, as long as they're open to the biblical principles and frameworks, because that's what we teach from. But I was talking to my, to a pastor inside of one of our groups today. He has over 300 churches all around the world. And he's a high-level guy, man. High-level guy, man. Over 300, 500. Ch- I think he has over 500 churches, actually. Um, but the pricing stuff is keeping him. And I was telling him, I was like, dude, I said, look, right now, with what you teach, do you think if someone didn't have your product, they like I said, like, do you think someone that didn't have doesn't have your product today, doesn't have your knowledge, are, uh, would commit suicide? He said, yeah. I'm like, how much is, so, so your product would potentially save somebody from suicide. How much is that worth? So like, like Jesus, right? Who, by the way, who sold high ticket? Jesus sold high ticket. Ooh. Like I have a, t- and this is I go into this training inside of my. So I'm just gonna share a little bit, but this is for my students. But I, and I, we shared a lot here, but I hope people are kind of excited. Yeah. But the reason why Jesus sold high ticket is the first person he called, right? Let's or one of the first, Peter. Right? Let's use Peter as an example. He said, "Go." He said, "Follow me, and I will teach you to become fishers, fishers of men." So they had to leave everything. So what did it cost to join Jesus's rabbi mentorship program? It Every cost them day. their life. It didn't cost them five, ten, twenty thousand. I'm, I'm sure they would have been. I'm sure the rich young ruler would have been glad to pay a 300 pieces of gold or whatever it was. He told the rich young ruler, "He said, you have done well. Go and sell everything that you have, give it to the poor, and then you can follow me.' Wow. And I, you have great treasure in heaven. Wow. The rich young ruler." He would have he gladly paid money. He would have... There are people glad gladly would have paid all the, all the amount of money. But he did it because his heart. Jesus was talking about the heart. He was not talking about the riches. He's talking about the guy's idol. His belief in his righteousness. His belief in that he did everything by the law. And he thought that was going to open a door for him. And Jesus had to say, no, sir. Right? So it's not about... The, and by the way... And I can go. I have so many teachings biblically to help people with this. So I just mm. gave gave them two, Peter mm. and the Richard Ruler. But here's another one: um, the Bible never says that money is evil. That's one of the first things that I destroy here. I destroy that ignorance here in this book, mm. and in the course. And by the way, I'll, I'll give you the link, uh, David. So I can give a free copy to everybody of my book. Uh, on yeah, Peter, I'll, I'll give him a free copy. I'll, I'll, I'll send you the link here. You can put it on the okay uh, under the video. But the Bible never says that. Money's evil. But for me, growing up, I thought money was evil. So that's why I mismanaged money. And the whole reason why I wrote the book is to give people the clarity of what money truly is so they could properly manage it. So they could probably grow it and they could properly have the mindset to make more of it. Mm-hmm. Right? So money is not evil. It's the love of money that the root is the roots all evil. And the Bible says redeem the time because the days are evil. That's what's evil. The days are evil. Mm-hmm. And depending on what you do with your time will determine everything Mm -hmm. and you can use money to buy back your time so why wouldn't you want to make more money why wouldn't you want to charge more so people can actually value what it is that you offer and they can actually get the results that they need Mm -hmm. and then have the time to be created more influence and more impact Mm -hmm. around the world so I hope that this empowers you
1: brother man you drop so many gems and wisdom and knowledge oh man listeners i know you got a treat out of this israel thank you for blessing us brother i'm not yeah. going to ask our final ending question i'm going to save that for the second interview um uh because we 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 covered a, you covered a lot today man and 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 we have i know way more to 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 break down for the people but thank you for blessing yes, people so profusely today so much so much you shared and i and i, and I just hope you go, guys this is an episode you need to go back and listen over and over there's so many things that israel dropped that you're going to get not listening to it the first time, but maybe the third or the fourth or the fifth time it'll hit. So thank you, brother. Amen.
0: Thank you, my brother. It's been a pleasure to be out here with you. I'm looking forward to, to, to the second session.
1: Yes, we're going to make that happen. Thank you again, man. I search oh. all over the world, struggling to find it. Dear Listener. I would like to thank you so much for listening to How I Discover My Gift with yours truly, David D. Simons. As a token of my appreciation, I would love to give to you my most important piece of work to date, and it's called The Purpose Gift Tape. It's a motivational mixtape geared towards helping you to identify your gifts, which ultimately lead to you discovering your purpose. This is a six-track album I poured my heart and soul into, It includes beautiful beats, an amazing spoken word over it. And I'd love to give that to you as a free gift, as a token of my appreciation for being a part of the community. So to get your copy, all you need to do is go to podcast.daviddsimons.com. That's podcast.david, the middle initial D, Simons, S-I-M-O-N-S dot com, and get yours today. Thank you for being a listener. I'll catch you on the next episode. How I Discover My Gift with David D. Simons is proud to be of the amazing and illustrious Alive Podcast Network.